What's going on, guys? Welcome back. This is episode three of our podcast. We're excited to continue to offer these and drop these for you. This episode is actually, we're jumping in about halfway into a conversation that we're having with a couple of our friends in the Young Professionals community. So shout out to Thad, shout out to Megan for making this happen. We're talking about millennials and the workforce. We're talking about navigating the workforce with different generational gaps, different experiential gaps. Really excited to have you guys tune into this conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Leave us a comment, shoot us a message below. Have a great week. <laughs> and, you can, and you can go and work pretty much wherever you want um, then there's no stick and so one of the hardest things for people to do right now in the world is to be able to lead without power and I think young people have forced that issue more than anything one of the things that's interesting to me is, is talking to, to boomers and things like that and always being able to say listen you want all the stuff that they want it's just people have convinced themselves to not have that expectation because previously that wasn't a realistic expectation. Yeah. Like, you know, 50 years ago, your employer could care less if you were happy. There was not their responsibility. I paid you. Right. That doesn't mean that that person didn't want to be happy. That doesn't mean that that person didn't want flexibility. That doesn't mean that person didn't want to make a social or cultural impact in the work that they were doing or they wanted to be recognized. They wanted all of that stuff. It was just a point in time where you couldn't really expect that. Now, I believe that. Um, you can go into a business and, and expect that somebody think about your culture, your environment, who you work with, how you communicate, how they recognize you, all those other type of things. Mm-hmm. And so now I think um, it takes a lot of energy and effort to change out some of these leaders who were given jobs just because either nepotism or because they were the best person at doing the thing. They were the best salesperson. And so they made them in charge of sales, which is a terrible way to reward people. It's just because you can sell stuff doesn't mean you can lead salespeople. Those are two completely different jobs. Mm-hmm. I think now people are starting to realize you have to put people in those positions that are gifted for those positions. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So your question was, you know, millennials in the workplace now or younger generations, mid generations, like how can they best or are they different? I think, I don't know. I think, yeah, I agree. It's human nature. Some people want a structure. Some people want complete autonomy. Um, so speaking for me, like I just see maybe some of my other fellow counterparts and colleagues or peers just wanting more like inclusiveness, where mm-hmm. I think prior generations, it's like you are a cog on this line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's your zone. Don't go outside of your box or your zone and own that cog and do it really well. And they're like, okay, you know, I'll clock in, I'll clock out, I'll do my thing. And then mm-hmm. it passes on. Uh, I, I'm not like that. I'm like a. I want to see my eyes and like, peacock. You yeah. gotta let me fly. I want to see, see from end, I want to see from beginning to end. <laughs> like you know how, how we start our uh, materials and working process to the end result. To the yeah. Customer. Like I don't know. Maybe that's just my individual personality, but I, definitely I want to see like the inclusivity from all parts. I think that's something that's more and more common. I think it is an mm-hmm. individual thing because I do know people that are like our age or generation that just want to clock in and out and punch the clock mm-hmm. and have the consistency because they value stability over anything else. And that's awesome. Yep. Good for them. But like, I do think a lot more people need to see the vision. Mm-hmm. Like that's vision and purpose are two big things yep. that I find when I'm talking to people that are younger. Oh, I want to make an impact. I want to make something matter. And that wasn't something that previously wasn't like the case. There's a reason that the conversations right. around happier employees didn't start happening until about 10 or 15 years ago. 
It was all about more productive employees because mm-hmm. it didn't matter if you're on line A or and you're in pre-production. It doesn't matter what we do in production, sales, or shipping. It just matters what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's none of my business, and I I wasn't expected to care. Yep. It's not my job. That's yep. not my department. Yep. Right. We're now like I think I I'm I share that need that you have to see it end to end. I want to see where are we going, then how are we getting there all along the way. Yeah. And just to yeah that I can offer insight or yeah. purpose or uh, value at different segments of my box. Yeah. Like, but yeah, some people are in the box and hundred percent routine and some people only want yeah. 75% routine and they want to venture out every once in a while, do total department meetings or total department brainstorms yeah. or, or breakdowns. Uh, I love the Fernson guys on what they're doing. They're super small, but they're, each month or quarter they'll come together and they won't write down like five problems and let's tackle five problems. They're like, we're putting up 100, mm-hmm. 100 things. So I think it, that crosses over a chasm where sometimes people don't like to complain. You know, they're like, Oh, I wish these one or two things were better, but the other stuff I don't want to, uh, I don't want to like draw attention to, you know, I just want to do one or two. And then shout out to Fernson. <laughs> yeah. Lion's paw. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, but, but if you challenge your, let's just say it's your group of colleagues, your department of five or six or eight, whatever may they have in the team. And like, we're spending 30 minutes or an hour and putting 100 problems, uh, hurdles, conflicts on the board. Mm-hmm. Then it, you like will dig deep like, oh, yeah, I had that last month mm-hmm. and I, I put it aside or I, I put it to the way back burner because, you know, we got mm-hmm. 100 mile an hour things flying by. But. But right now we're taking time to actually look at those or think about it or address it or decide, do we take that off the back burner? So I think that's genius Yeah. because then everyone can sit there and like, take your time and think like, what do we want to put attention to? Well, it's also good to do that from an organizational level, even they're small, but Mm -hmm. they've got a lot of things going on Mm -hmm. and they're growing well and they run their operation well. But like you come together because not everyone has the same priorities. So when you have like an interdisciplinary or like an inner team meeting, and everyone gets together, like your your 10, like your top 10 things probably aren't my top 10 things. So we get all 100 up on the board. We can really start to see like, oh, that's that I have a problem because they have they have a problem that's affecting my yep. team now. And so we can prioritize like what are the actual 10 things that everyone yes. needs to be focusing on yep. that are going to improve the game. Yeah. Every organization, you could you could come up with 100 things oh, yeah. from when <laughs> you come in the morning to when you leave yeah. to when everybody goes to lunch to... Yeah, operations. Well, the key is is, is being able to be open about it and then prioritize it, and then address what you can as soon as you can. Yeah. I mean, that that's really what it comes down to is when you can create an environment where people can talk openly and honestly, and it's not personal, and it gets to the point where you're saying, the "Best idea wins." What's the best idea? Doesn't have to be mine. Doesn't have to be yours. But the best idea has to win. And you have to challenge each other when that happens. You have to be healthy about having an environment where you can challenge each other because, you know, with no friction, there's no fire. And sometimes you just got to rub up against somebody else's idea or whatever to get the best version of it. It's not your version. It's not my version. It's our version. And so I think that's starting to happen now as well. And I'm really excited about that piece. Mm-hmm. Bars. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's land this plane. It reminds me, too, of, like, people say uh, – you know, the, the money and stuff like that, they're being heard. Mm-hmm. Like they, my organization took the time to hear and to actually challenge us to come up with 100 things. Yeah. And now we're going to, as a group decide on whatever the top 10, 20, even if the, 
top managers or executives are the ones deciding it. For sure. You know, at least at least they see at least they see my thing and they took thirty minutes or an hour to be aware of it. Yeah, Yeah. like being listened to, right, is not the same as being just seen or heard. Like I think that's because what you're saying. Like I totally agree. I just think it's being listened to. I don't see any of my friends or peers that will have a pity party that my issue wasn't one of the top 10 or 20 selected. Cause I, I know it may come back up. Right. I'm just glad we have 10 or 20 things. I'm just glad to be part of the process, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I'm just happy to be involved. Yeah. So, so like entitlement or, you know, my way or the highway that this millennial suit no. uh, hypothetical is, I honestly don't see it really one bit. I th- yeah, I think it's I think it's stereotype. I have mm-hmm. worked in an organization where most people outaged me by 20, 25 years. I met a lot of really lazy entitled people <laughs> that were between forty and sixty. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. And going back to the age thing, like I seriously think it's a societal thing. It's not a generational thing. As in we want it right now, we want convenience, we want low price, like we, we're just mm-hmm. higher demand as a society. Uh, and there's so many like like me and my wife were just at Turks and Caicos. And we, we shout out to Vanguard Hospitality. We put our phones away during like one to one dinner times, mm-hmm. on a vast majority of our times. We look over, there's like uh, a group, uh, two like 50 year old guys they're having dinner together, and like another group of they were 40 plus. They, yep, they, the two guys were on their phones for like five or whatever minutes straight, yeah, not talking to each other, not doing whatever, yeah. Well, so, so there's that. Uh, I, for some reason, one thing that stuck in my head, there was a 60-year-old lady that was walking her dog with the dog outside of the car. <laughs> so no. when you talk about la- when you talk that about lazy- right. yes, when you talk about laziness, that like, here? like people drive down their uh, driveway oh to go get the mail. They get in their car, drive out That's it, rough. and drive yeah. forward. I don't see I feel personally yeah. attacked that <laughs> driven to the coffee yeah, shop yeah, that yeah. is a block away. Yeah. yeah. So like I don't do that. I lived down. I didn't have a car for a year living in downtown. Yeah. So I'm a little bit different, but yeah, but I see some of that activity in like 40, 50 year olds, but you don't see like the millennials saying these people, they're just no, do nothing but sit on their phones at dinner or look well, at this think, dumb, yeah, well, dumb 50 year old. It's always down. It's always down. Like the, the, the generation always thinks the generation because they do have it easier, but that's the point. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not supposed to have it harder than you. That's not the point. Then yeah. what is, then what, what exactly. Yeah. Take like, advantage of yeah. the, efficiencies and convenience things but but when you're like turning your lifestyle into like some derogatory things like yeah, getting for sure. arrested for walking your dog on the road next to a car like yeah, yeah for yeah, sure you need to have some rough. assessment i think you gotta reconsider your life i think it is i think the the, the to make the sweeping generalization and put people in buckets like that is mm-hmm. lazier than what you're describing those people as like i think that's mm-hmm. lazy that's a lack of thought that's a lack of like developing some intentional relationships to actually figure out what those people are like right put them into a bucket for sure let's do this cool uh final takeaway from everyone and then we'll shut it down let's start with that what do you got uh sure i guess i don't know i just spoke a lot you you tell you say it for me i don't I don't get to say it for you. That sounds like some millennials. Yeah, somebody's not invited back. What is your major takeaway? You can take, there's a takeaway you got. Come on, man, knock it off. Uh, Just maybe the purpose and inclusivity that not just younger people need, but I think it's widespread across the map. People want to be heard, they want to be involved, and they want to be a part of the system and the purpose so they know that they're delivering value in the life. Like we all want to live a life of significance. And when we're in our old retired years, we went back and said, you know what? I have an awesome family and a married life and mm-hmm. 
you know, all my personal stuff, but also I worked 30 years or 20 years or 10 years and like really committed myself and delivered this fill in the blank. I delivered this and like, it was significant or, or it was noteworthy. Okay. Like, I think we all want that. See, that's a good one, man. And say, I would say, don't try to put people in buckets. Don't, don't try to be like, this is how you're going to be because this yeah. is how old you are. This is, you know, just stereotyping so yes. harshly and just bracketing based upon age. Because, I mean, I would say, like I said, keep using the 70-year-old Jim Schmidt. He's nothing like what I would envision. He's the same age as my grandma. They're harshly different human beings. Mm-hmm. Harshly different. Like, yeah. You know, I even look at my parents. They're the exact same age, but they're still partially different work ethics, different personalities. Mm -hmm. My sister and I were three years apart, both millennials. We are partially different millennials. You know, it's just, just because I am this age doesn't mean I'm going to act in your, like the stereotypical line item graph that can define a generation. Those are nice. Kind of like diversity is everywhere and everything. Like stereotypes. We're all going to be different. I don't throw me in a bucket and assume I'm going to be that way (laughs) because I'm probably going to kick and flail and be like, hell no, now I'm going to be this way just to be a butt. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, um, speaking of Turks and Caicos, shout out to uh, the Vanguard guys. Um, Friend of mine, Nick McNabb. So Nick is the front of the house manager for Vanguard. He uh, came on board at Maury's, um, spent a lot of time in the restaurant industry, super experienced guy. And he was sharing a conversation. We had a conversation once about a guy that was like a mentor to him. And this guy's name was Buck and Buck opened just a ton of restaurants, hired and trained a ton of people throughout the years. And he had a saying and he said, um, and this is something that Nick told me that stuck with me. So people need to feel, I'm going somewhere with this, by the way. People need to feel generally three things at work. And it's wanted, needed, and appreciated. Mm-hmm. And that can be in any given order at any given different time. But it's really simple. Simple doesn't mean easy, but it's just, it's simple. They need to feel wanted, needed, and appreciated. And I think that's ageless. I think regardless of Completely. age of generational yeah. things, it's simple, but we say a lot, don't ever conflate simple for easy. So that's my takeaway, regardless of what bucket you want to put somebody in, um, in the workspace, in your professional life, in your personal life, people need to, people need to feel listened to, they need to feel purpose, purposeful. And uh, yeah, that's, that's my takeaway. I dig it. Lock it. Uh, I'm going to do the, mine in the form of a song. I believe the children of the future, <laughs> teach them well and let them be the way. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm beautiful. Not invited back here. Hey, listen, we're gonna be doing these more often. I think this is fun. Did you guys have a good time for your lunch? Was, yeah. it, was it okay to give up your lunch? It's a fantastic evening. Enjoy lunch session. Cool. We're, we're gonna do these every we're once at? in a while. We, we're gonna come up with a, a cool name. Feel free to yep. throw some ideas in the comments, and then when we throw out this talk call again, be ready. Send us a PM. We'll try to host a couple people. We're gonna do this every so often because we think this is fun. We want to actually have you be a part of the conversation. But other than that. Uh, from Think3D to you. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. You guys have an awesome weekend. We'll see you soon. Deuces.